This is the Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by Best Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, Managing Editor of Best Recommended Insurance Attorneys, including expert service providers. We're pleased to have with us expert service provider Dan Thompson, President and CEO of DG Rehabilitation Technologies, with offices in Ontario, Canada, and Arizona. Dan has worked with the litigation arena for over 25 years. He is a registered rehabilitation professional, registered vocational professional, and a certified life planner. His company services include providing expert opinion to insurance carriers, attorneys, and medical professionals by assessing the needs and vocational capabilities for people with disabilities. And Dan, we're very pleased to have you with us again today. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me once again. Today's topic for discussion is vehicle modification. And Dan, for our first question today, what exactly are vehicle modifications and what impact do they have on insurance claims? First of all, to indicate, uh, as we discussed during previous podcasts, I would say that attendant care and housing are probably the two most expensive items or goods and services you're going to get within a life care plan. However, next to that, vehicle modifications are probably the third most expensive uh, item or service within a life care plan. And obviously, uh, I guess what makes it so expensive is that the person's going to need those uh, modifications for the rest of their life. So vehicle modifications can vary, John. Uh, In essence, uh, there may be something as simple as, say, a steering knob for someone who has uh, limitations with their intrinsic hand function. In addition, uh, it may be as complicated as doing a full conversion within a minivan or a uh, full-size van uh, to allow an individual who is dependent on using a wheelchair for mobility to either uh, enter or exit the vehicle or to independently operate it. So it can be a very, very expensive proposition, or it can be something as simple as a, uh, a steering knob, as I mentioned before. So, Dan, what are the annual or what are the lifetime costs of vehicle, of vehicle modifications? Sure. Well, in the example I mentioned before, in terms of the simple steering knob, it may only be a couple hundred dollars, whereas a full-size conversion can be expensive. It can be as much as $40,000. Now, typically, we as life care planners have a model that we have to go by, and what the replacement frequency is supposed to be every seven years. In addition, John, what we're supposed to do is not, we're supposed to assume that that individual has a vehicle already. So in other words, we're only looking at the quote-unquote extraordinary cost with the conversion as opposed to paying for the full vehicle. But if you take somebody who's fairly young or maybe even someone in a pediatric case, that $40,000 may have to be replaced, as I indicated, every seven years. And although you may get some residual value in a trade-in, that's still a fairly large um, chunk of change that you're going to have to pay out for the rest of that individual's life. So as I'm sure you can appreciate, you can see that the cost can go up quite substantially. And what kind of vehicles can be modified, Dan? Sure. Well, uh, 
I guess pretty well anything that has wheels, you know, and or uh, uh, that goes on water. So uh, when I initially thought about this, I was initially thinking strictly about, uh, you know, van modifications or things like that. But the reality is, John, um, you know, people go on airplanes, they go on commercial buses. Uh, you know, there's a whole variety of uh, public and private transportation that one could look at. Now, if we go back to the van modifications that I mentioned before, there are two major companies that provide these modifications. The first one is the Braun Ability Corporation, and they're out of Winnemac, Indiana. Now, they were founded way back in 1947 um, by Ralph Braun, who was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy when he was six years of age. Now, they offer side entry conversions and rear entry conversions in both minivans and in full-size vans. Now, their main competition is another company on the other side of the, uh, uh, the country, which is Vantage Mobility International. Now, they're out of Phoenix, Arizona, which, of course, is where my uh, uh, company uh, does its business during the winter. And they have 25 years of experience within the mobility industry. Now, they offer side-entry minivan conversions with a variety of manufacturers. So, in other words, you're not limited to what type of vans can be converted. Now, that could be Chevy, Chrysler, uh, Toyota, Honda, or Dodge Caravans. Now, again, they also offer side-entry SUV conversions for Honda's Pilot. And they also do commercial vehicles such as taxis and medical transport, so people can go back and forth to their medical appointments, I should say. Now, there's a cheap conversion that's out there. This is by a Oakville company here in Ontario. They're called Liberty Motors, and they offer a very inexpensive manual ramp that comes out of taxis. And obviously, the taxi companies love it because it's a fairly inexpensive conversion. And... It can be, uh, these vehicles, as I'm sure you can appreciate, get a lot of wear and tear. So, uh, but I think one of my favorite companies is a company called ATC. Now, they're out of uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and their founder, Mr. Steve Kitchen, he also sustained a spinal cord injury. And uh, in essence, they've got, I think, a revolutionary conversion that offers a gullwing door on uh, vehicles, uh, you know, Chevy products. So it could be a, uh, a high-end vehicle such as a Cadillac Escalade, which is what I own. And uh, the nice thing is, during inclement weather, this gullwing door protects you as you're going in and out. Now, you could also look at cruise ships. And I even found, as I was doing research for this podcast, that there's a company out of uh, uh, British Columbia called uh, basically Champion Marina. And what they offer is a lift system that takes the person and their wheelchair right onto a boat. So they can either become a, uh, an angler or they can just enjoy the water and go across the water. So as you can see, I know that was a bit of a long-winded answer, but there's a whole variety of things that uh, uh, can be converted so people can use it. The only real limitation that I see is going on airlines. To this day, the uh, uh, the FAA will not allow individuals in wheelchairs to stay in their chairs. So 
Um, you either have to be somewhat ambulatory or they have to literally transfer you from your wheelchair into one of their seats. Dan, are there any differences between vehicle conversions in Canada versus the United States? Well, as I mentioned before, uh, you know, I think there's numerous manufacturers, both in Canada and the United States, that offer unique and specialized conversions, uh, you know, for various types of vehicles. And um, I think, in essence, um, that offers more and more opportunities for people with disabilities which, of course, in turn will improve their quality of life. And who should cover the costs, then? Okay, well, in essence, uh, any time a life care plan is prepared, uh, it typically is for someone who's in the litigation process. So, really, it's the insurance companies, I guess, that will be covering this. Now, there are some um, adjunct government agencies uh, that, in essence, such as the March of Dimes, who will cover the cost of the conversions for people with disabilities to improve their quality of life. But for the most part, it's usually the insurance companies that are covering those costs. And Dan, what do you see in the future for vehicle conversions? Well, I, you know, I see something out of the Jetsons where um, I've always fantasized that if I had hovercraft-type wheelchair, uh, this way fences, uh, gates, uh, uneven terrain, water, would never be an obstacle. This way, literally, you could float around and, uh, uh, you know, there really would not be an obstacle for anybody to uh, to get around. Now, of course, those technologies are not in existence right now, um, but uh, I would love to see something like that in the future. Dan, thanks again very much for joining us today. John, thank you very much for your time, and I really appreciate it. That was Dan Thompson, President and CEO of DG Rehabilitation Technologies with offices in Arizona and Ontario, Canada. And special thanks to today's producer, Frank Vowinkle. And thank you all for joining us for the Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, go to our webpage, www.ambest.com slash claims resource. If you have any suggestions for a future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast.ambest.com. I'm John Zuba. And now this message. Best Insurance Professionals and Claims Resource is the top website for locating qualified professionals and need-to-know insurance information for the claims market. Brought to you by AM Best, the world leader in insurance industry information. Visit ambest.com slash claims resource.